ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. This is episode... What? Oh my gosh, it's episode 20. Episode 20. Uh, wow. Um, thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna give some love to my brother here, Chris. Um, I, I mean, we have life going on, and I know that we you may be catching this episode probably after the fact, but uh, trust and believe that, you know, we're still going to be sharing our thoughts, if you care, on chrisandandreshow.com. Uh, today, I just sent out an article, and uh, hopefully people take a look at it. Um, you know, we we are strong believers in, number one, be truthful, be honest, have a conversation, but also not to be dependent on a platform. So, you know, we, we appreciate it, uh, and it's a team effort here. And you, you guys have heard me joke about Chris's – the, the editing and producing of our episodes is his burden, and I cannot help. But uh, you know, I, I definitely want to make sure that you know, you know that there's going to be things, and, and I contribute in my own way by writing on the Chris and Show dot com. Yeah, well, he does more than that. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's a valued contributor here on the show every single episode. Um, you know, good news um, for you, Andre. Uh, is that I have episode 18 almost done. Um, I Right after I finished episode 17 the other night, I started working on 18. I got apparently about half an hour into editing and then fell asleep in bed with my laptop in my lap and my headphones on and made it about an hour into the episode because when I woke up, I paused it an hour and 33 minutes. Um and had to go put my computer away and go to, and go back to bed at like three o'clock. Um, but yesterday I sat down and did some work on that one. So um, I was working on that a little bit this morning before I had a work call. So uh, that one should be up. I'm thinking tomorrow. Awesome. Um, so for those of you that will be listening to this, that's like probably a week ago, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Today is Tuesday for those of you that uh, are not listening live, meaning me or Andre. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think good news. Um, thanks to Andre. He's talking about how you he can't help contribute on the editing side, but he actually has recently um, by finding several helpful articles as um, you will hear at the end tail end of episode 19, which should be out hopefully later <laughs> this week. Um, so are you saying that we're going to be caught up by the end of this week? Oh, caught up is a strong word. Uh, I'm going to ask that. Um, I, I don't ask a lot of anybody, you know, that brother, um, it, it would mean so <laughs> much to me right now. <laughs> I know it would. Um, I will say that's not. As as motivating as that is, uh, I've just been really in the mood to do this lately. And you're, but okay. So what I was trying to get the point at, um, not to diminish Andre's request, because I will get us caught up by the time we record our next episode. That's um, awesome. We will have we will have the next three, eight, 18, 19, and twenty will all be published by the time, 
or at least <laughs> edited. Uh, I may schedule out 20 to be published shortly thereafter. Uh, we record next week. But um, <laughs> Andre found some really helpful articles on some uh, processes and stuff in Audacity that have been really helpful. I still had to go back and find that article about making it look prettier because um, I still don't – I don't love the gray. I mean, it's never, right. it's never a huge deal, but um, – but yeah, so, you know, like there's a couple of things that have made it significantly easier. I've worked on what used to be chains, now they're macros, um, which I was like, oh, macro, yeah, I know what that is. Um, and so those have been helpful um, for doing a couple of like simple things. My audio track, which is usually relatively straightforward because I don't usually have to do any noise reduction or anything like that on it, which is a little bit more complicated. Um, I can basically do all of the audio processing with a, a macro now. So just one click or two clicks, I guess. And boom, uh, my audio is processed in like three minutes. Yours, I have a macro set up, but I have to do the noise reduction. And so it's a little bit trickier, but I've still uh, like automated probably half of the process for there. So um, that's nice, you know, because it just means that I don't have to go through and remember the specific steps and whatnot um, that I want to do it in. Um, so that's been super helpful. And then the compressor thing, just figuring that out um, and yeah. and doing a little bit of other work. But um, I, you know, I think I was telling you via text that I discovered I've been a fool all these weeks, not taking advantage of my sleepless nights in editing <laughs> because apparently like a, I can get an episode and a half done in a night and B it will eventually put me to sleep. Uh, so uh, I don't know how, what that says about the quality of our conversations, I guess uh, maybe, maybe it's just because I'm, I'm half of it and I get tired of listening to my own voice. I'm like, Oh my God, he's droning on again. Shut up, Chris. That's dope, man. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I'm always cautious because I value the, the relationships and the differences, but uh, like, especially now, and, you know, we talked over the weekend, um, you know, I think it's important that throughout all the noise that we figure out places where we can get a, a perspective and an opinion to, um, you know, that we probably cannot support. So, and, and I think that for us, it helps me to kind of process things. It helps me to hopefully share with people outside of our circle, you know, just a, an opinion and a point of view of hopefully reason. Um, and this is, you know, we, we've talked about it. This has taken the, the George Floyd incident is, is different for me. Um, today, actually, I actually deleted my, Twitter account and my Instagram account because I was still there. I just don't use it. Uh, and I, I just, I'm just kind of disappointed that a, a minority in these platforms, they become the story, you know, this whole viral mentality. And I, I'm not down with that. You know, I, I just, I, I can't see the light through the noise, you know? Um, and it's, it's taken a, a, a solemn moment in this country and, and bastardized it and they've gotten away with it. So, um, I'm good. Yeah. You know, unfortunately I think what we've seen over the last, you know, week and I mean really week, right. Cause it was, I think Monday, yeah. um, or Tuesday that the video was released. Um, right. 
I think we've seen a lot of people looking not to make things better or to be part of the solution, but rather jumping on the bandwagon and or finding a way to take advantage of this. Right. And, um, you know, frankly, the, the latter group is absolutely disgusting. You know, there's, there is absolutely nothing wrong with asking for people not to be murdered at the hands of police officers over and over and over again. And you cannot deny that it is a specific group of people that has been targeted, you know, or even groups. But I mean, I, you know, you and I have talked about this. It's not, it's not about, you know, people of color, right? It's, it's non-whites. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I say that as, as a white man and, as someone who for a while now I think has been really struggling to figure out what to do, you know, about the privilege that I have experienced as a person throughout my life. I mean, knowing to basically, you know, like 99.9% of the time, if I interact with the police officer, no matter what I'm doing, like I'm not really worried about him killing me. Chris, can I, I, I just yeah, want I mean, you to came to a realization today. Um, and uh, I'll, you know, if you guys read the article, it's titled, Yes, America, You Are Racist. We are, you know, you're a racist country. Sorry. But one thing I want, you know, I want you to consider from my point of view, I think privilege is just a prettier way to call racism. Yeah. And, um, I'm actually kind of, you know, every time I've heard that term of white privilege, it never really sat right with me, but I think I figured out today why. Because it's just another way to say, hey, I acknowledge there is a systemic racist society that we live in, and I'm okay with it. Because I can acknowledge it. I can acknowledge my the difference between my ethnicity and somebody else's. And since I can acknowledge it, that doesn't... That doesn't make me part of the problem. Well, I, I don't agree with that. I think if you can say that you have white privilege, you're no diff you're part of the problem. And I and that's that's my the way I it's like, no, 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 no. We all have every community has people the haves and the have nots. Every community. And the difference is if you're not white, is that you have additional hurdles. That's not privilege. That's racism. <laughs> that is, we've stacked the cards against you. You can't play. And that's, you know, for me, I want you, I want you to hear, when I hear white privilege, that's what I hear. So I want you to think about that. And you may call it whatever you want to call it, but I want, as, as my brother, you know, uh, I want you to think about what that, sounds like to this black man and i'm not speaking for every black person in america i can't it's not my job but i want you to think about what that translates in my ears we've not we've and i i I compare it to cough medicine cough medicine doesn't cure the common cold it just makes you feel better you still have the cold and you just have to ride it out and when we can we can repackage 
our dirty laundry so it's more palatable for everybody else. Yeah, we still got the cold. No, I, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, it never, you know, I think it's always kind of been understood, right, that white privilege ultimately was just another term for racism, you know, um, benefiting from others' racism, right? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I don't. You know me. I don't say that from a point of no. Of, I know it's not. Out. And I and if that's and if that's true, what you just said, because I've always typically just ignored that phrase. I just kind of let it, you know, go over, go one ear, one ear out and out the other. Never really thought about it until I started thinking about it today. Yeah, we're actually we've we have repackaged racism. Yeah. And so. As a society, we've made that okay. We've, you know, and that that's where I think, you know, I think social media has a place. I really do. Right now, I don't think that it's serving whatever need that it was intended for. And when you look at Zuckerberg's actions, when you look at, uh, and, and you contrast them with Twitter's. Yeah. It's like, yo, you really don't care. No, I mean, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg has never been in it for anybody but Mark Zuckerberg. You know, I mean, yeah. from the very get-go, like, that there's, it was never about bringing people together. It was no. always about being in control and making a lot of money. Like, when the every opportunity he's seen to make money, he's taken. And it's not about improving the product it's not about making you know people better right i think we talked about it uh last week um you know that there was research from 2018 that face in-house research done by facebook that showed their platform was creating more divisions than it was you know uniting people and they basically just said yeah we don't want to do anything with that you know and it's it's sad and unfortunate, and I I do like, guys. I'm a developer, so I understand that software has the ability to make things easier for people. I, I'm you're preaching to the choir if you tell me anything different. It's like nah, I'm good. Like I understand that, but at what cost? You know, at what cost do we we lose? Or no, I'm sorry. At what cost does the tool become the villain? You know, and, I, and I'm, again, I'm a capitalist. Got it. All over that. Make your paper. But do it the right way. I, yeah, um, you have to be upfront about it, you know, and I think that's that's the issue that you and I have, have had for a long time with the way that these quote-unquote free, you know, networks and services operate where it's not free, you know, and there's nothing free on the internet. And I know that, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? That's, that's not a new saying. Um, but I think, you know, sadly, like a lot of people have forgotten that, you know, then <laughs> then like you're, you're not going to get something for free ultimately on the internet. Um, because they're going to find a way to make money off of you. Yeah. Or at least try. You know, like they're going to try their hardest 
And, you know, we talked last time about marketers shifting, right, their approach. And they're looking for, well, what's the next way that we can engage our target, you know, audience? And it's not about, you know, selling a better product. It's not about, you know, making better advertising or making advertising a better experience. It's, it's just about making more money. You know, it's just, it's about slinging product and trying to make it as simple as they can with, you know, as much information as they can. And, um, you know, I think I'm, I guess I'm at a point like you are maybe a little bit behind, kind of like I was on LinkedIn. Um, (laughs) Where I'm just, I'm, you know, it's like I, I'm just keep asking the question, what's the point? You know, the the hours when I think back that I know I've spent just aimlessly scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. God, I hate it when I scroll through Twitter. Um, <laughs> you know, and it... without, I mean, the the the. Sad part for me, and I struggle with, is like without social media, we don't have access to those videos of of the the real tragedies that happen. We don't have access to that, uh, and we, you know, I I keep seeing the media shift in in their coverage of certain uh, things in our in our society, uh, and that in and of itself is, yeah, I can see the argument for people criticizing the media. But I'm also a proponent of, hey, if it's broken and it won't get fixed, go make your own. You know, go, go figure figure out what that looks like. Find some people that can help you or to get the resources, to get the tools to make it your own. And um, I, I don't know what to say about social media. I, I think there are some benefits, but I also see the, the damage it causes, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I think. You know, one of the things that's been really frustrating to watch throughout all of this stuff with George Floyd is the what I guess I would deem the social media warriors, you know, where whether it's a, an organization or an individual who jump on the bandwagon to, you know, basically get attention right? Or in some cases, just to simply avoid negative backlash in the long run, where it's like, well, we don't want to have been silent on this. So we're just gonna, you know, slap this social media post up. And that's going to be it, you know, or, you know, today's Tuesday, and it's supposed to be this hashtag blackout, you know, social media thing. And as I was on this morning, just scrolling through, and I was just like, what's the point? You know, like, what? What are we ultimately trying to get people to do here? Not use social media? Then why are you posting stuff on social media? (laughs) Like that doesn't, you know, when I first read about it, I thought it was going to be like, don't go on social media, you know, like, like literally just get off of it for 24 hours, you know, take a day where we're not glued to this thing and giving it all the control to send a message that like, we're tired of the way that this is going. And I get that those aren't, that's not related to what's going on right now you know, in that regard, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's shocking that, you know, I saw, I've seen a lot of the, the public statements, quote unquote, supporting diversity. I, I don't believe it as far as I can see it. Like I, I don't, you, 
you cannot convince nobody can probably convince me that companies care more about people than they do about their bottom line. I have been in meetings where the strategy is to understand the demographic so they understand how to market to them so they can get their dollar. Yeah. You, you, there's no, and this is a fortune five company. So you can't prove me, you can't prove me wrong. And I don't think any other fortune five or any public company or private company is any different. No. I mean, it's, um, you know, what was it? A few years ago, data passed oil as the, you know, most valuable commodity. Um, and yeah. there's a reason for that, you know, like, um, it's companies are desperate to be efficient, you know, and they see these highly targeted marketing campaigns as a way of being, of really like being super efficient in an area that historically has not been efficient. Right. I mean, marketing used to be slapping billboards up and, you know, doing web ads in the hopes that you would kind of like just instill in somebody the desire to go, you know, to your establishment, right. For whatever reason. And now it's like, no, I'm going to wait until this person, you know, has had a conversation with somebody else about X and, you know, has X amount of dollars in their bank account and, you know, like all of these other pieces of information that, I mean, like we talked about before, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Right. It's like, this guy should be buying your product already. Chances are he was going to, whether you showed him that ad, and now you've actually wasted marketing dollars on that. But what you're showing is a conversion. And so you as the marketer, congratulations. Like, It's it's unfortunate. We, we've, uh, you know, we've, I, I think that one of the, the struggles in the black community is that we, and this is, again, I don't speak for all black people, but this is my observation, is that we have bought into this us versus them mentality. And it has not been very fruitful for us. It is dangerous. And it is, it is killing us. Um, I don't believe in the us versus them. I understand that. I mean, I get and I see and I've experienced the differences and who you are. But I also understand that the only way it's going to change is if the people that actually, quote unquote, have the power decide that enough's enough. And I can say with uh, what's happening right now in our country is different. Like it's super different. New Zealand, the United Kingdom, uh, parts of Europe, Des Moines, Iowa. Like, I'm, this is me. I've never seen anything come out of Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. But America's unnoticed if you've pissed off Des Moines, Iowa. Like, I'm sorry. I have no idea. But you're, and I think, you know, in some regard, it's kind of like, you know, what I think some people have been saying where it's like, what else did you expect? You know, what else did you expect to happen after this this long of just being constantly ignored and marginalized throughout society and like and targeted for that not even just by mistake you know but but systematically targeted 
to have the system built against you and yeah. and then to I, to watch can repeatedly to for you know unarmed people to be murdered in cold blood in the streets at the hands of the people that are supposed to be put in place to serve and protect us i i i tell you what i do believe that criminals are criminals so don't get it twisted yeah. but i don't think that you know i remember after the the white kid shot up a school they barricaded around this dude so he wasn't going to get killed yep they gave money a glass i mean a bottle of water while he sat by a police car i mean come on like yeah. you, you can't it marginalization is first of all police brutality is a symptom of the fact that the whole system is broken yeah because our policing laws are broken yeah you know i mean so for me it's like yo this hurts got it i don't give a damn about the police i want the laws changed i want a precedent after during this case for that we understand that the police that are we understand the citizens and the police understand that this is not acceptable and this can't be a one-off period I do believe that we need to then address the actual issues. What's causing the symptoms? Yeah. And that's what we can't forget. There's a lot of things. I mean, black people have, a, you know, for the most part, a pretty long memory. I mean, because I'm watching kids, people my age, older people, rattle off name after name. But then we get the okie doke because we believe politicians and we don't hold them responsible. So, and, and then, and on prayers, top, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's the same crap over and over again, just a different story, you know, yeah. and it's, we I, get the I, same, there's nothing we can do, you know, it doesn't, that, you know, this is, it's a few bad cops, right? It's a few bad people that are going in and shooting up schools, taking guns away, isn't going to fix it. You know, changing the laws isn't going to, what do you mean changing the laws isn't going to, holding people accountable. If you the know? laws are if the laws are fair, I hate to say it, it's at least a, pl- a level playing field. Right. The laws aren't fair. A black man and a white man can get arrested for the same crime, and you're almost guaranteed if bail is for, is if bail is an option, the black man will get at a minimum a twenty percent like higher bail. Yeah. Right. Um, th- there's a lot. It's like guys, you, don't get it twisted. The symptoms suck. The root cause is the problem. Social media can be a good tool, but we continue to fall into the trap of letting the minority voice that that say the ugliest, meanest, dirtiest things get the press. Or thinking that, you know, a tweet or a share of something is doing something. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's... (laughs) And I understand like the desire to feel like you're taking your platform and providing a voice, but at the same time, like if that's all you're doing, you're not doing anything. Right. You're better off doing nothing at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the overdependence on these platforms is also, uh, I think it's a lazy man's game. Um, it, we got to, 
we as a country, and I say we, the collective United States, have got to de- determine, you know, if that service is not, even if you're, you know, honestly, even if you're a racist, if that's, if you don't like Twitter and you feel like they're squelching your voice, go make your own. Yeah. Or stop using it. Or stop using it. I mean, like, what, who says you have to be there? You know, it's not the only source of information, you know, like, I mean, almost every single tweet from Donald Trump ends up in a news article somewhere. So. Yeah. I mean, we, we like, honestly, like as a developer, I say that because that's just how I think, like, I'm not going to ride with something I just don't believe. And I'm just, I'm, I'll make my own, but there, there are ways to do this where we could, you know, there are, there's software out there that if you want to create your own private network, go do it. You know, uh, Twitter and Instagram and fa- that technology is not anything brand new. <laughs> like if you oh, think it Facebook is. is PHP. Yeah. First of all, that's crappy, old, outdated technology. Yeah. But if you think it's the only platform that's out there or the only way to make that happen, you're wrong. You're you're if you want to ride on that wave, that's then you're you ride with those limitations. But you can go out and buy your own forum software. You can go out and buy your own uh, social media platform. You can you pick your flavor. Yeah. You don't and just do it and for your hosting yourself. service. And your host, you can buy it all yourself. <laughs> um, and that's I mean, I'll be honest. Like that's for me, kind of getting off of those social networks. A big part of it was because you know I. I didn't want to lose that connection with some people, you know, where that's like my it. primary source of sharing pictures of Helena or, you know, whatever it may be. And that's, that was the thought that I had this weekend was kind of like, well, why not just build my own <laughs> private social network and I can have a website that requires a login and I'll share that information with my, you know, friends and family that I want to be able to have access to it. And then, you know, we were talking about last week, email newsletters, set up an email newsletter subscription where every week, new posts, whatever I put up there, boom, there it is. Now you can see what I'm, what I've been up to. Yep. And you don't have to log on to Facebook. You don't have to be on Twitter, you know, like you don't have to give your information to somebody else in order to see my stuff. Right. And there's there's nothing wrong with that, and I and I'm I think that now is a time that we need to. Um, one of the last things I did before I get off I got off of social media, and the we use the at the Chris and Andre show we use Twitter as like just a broadcast messaging thing. Was I you know I gave some love to uh, the a podcast that they made a statement that uh, they're just going to take a break this week, and I was like yo. We rock with that, and I follow them. I mean, we can build our own networks. We can build our own networks of like-minded people. We are the United States of America. We are not limited to what we can do. And I think that the way we communicate, how we communicate, what tools we use to communicate is going to define us in the days to come. Uh, I mean, the president... Do we still have to call him that? I mean, can we... Can Donald. we just call him? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, he's I, fucking Donald Trump at this point. Like, that guy's I, not a president. He's, I mean, I don't think he's ever really been the president. Um, but I mean, his his actions over the last seventy two hours in particular have cemented, hopefully, 
his legacy in history because I can't foresee any way that people don't look at that and go, wow, that guy's like literally the worst president we ever had. I, I saw him speak last night and I thought immediately he sounds like a dictator. And I was appalled that this guy goes to the Episcopal church and dude, his actions are not reflective of the teachings of Christ. And I, he's not a I, Christian. I'm sorry. I've ranted about this time and time again. If you try and to hide behind a faith, and this has happened throughout history, try to hide behind the Christian faith with talk of hate and violence and oppressing people, you are not a Christian. You cannot, you should not do that. And anybody that doesn't say anything or speak to that is just as guilty as, as they are. Yep. And I'm not Episcopalian, but I was, I was proud to see the bishop of that diocese oh, yeah. actually like, no, we're, we're, we're good. That's yeah. not us. We had nothing to do with that. You know, I mean, like I, cause I was reading something this morning, you know, and it's, this is one of those things where you read something that's just a, you know, a post that somebody shares, right? That was on somebody else's page. And so you don't know the veracity of it. Right. Um, but based on the events of what happened, it sure seemed to line up that, you know, the people, there were people there from the clergy that were trying, that were offering help and assistance to the protesters who were also tear gassed and shot with rubber bullets as the protesters were cleared out to make way for Donald Trump to walk across the street to stage a photo outside a church because holding a he, book he has clearly never opened in his entire life. Because he did not like the press coverage he got on Friday because he looked like a chump. Right. Because they buried him in a bunker and turned the freaking lights off. <laughs> I mean, he is a chunk, right? I mean, it's not even like that the press coverage made him look like a chunk. It just, he just is. He puts himself out like that. He does. He didn't have to weigh in on this when he did originally, but he he chose to. And all he's done is incite more violence over and over and over again. When the... When the looting starts, the shooting starts, my dude. And then to like tell a bold faced lie, I don't know where that came from. Yep. Are you joking me? I mean, you, you saw it like in Philadelphia that they had just like uh, groups, basically like armed militia, white guys with baseball bats, just roaming the streets at the at the approval. Yeah. Of the Philadelphia Police Department. I tell you what, man. You know, you know what? The, the president is, he's playing with, I, he's playing with fire. I don't, I don't condone violence. I am a self-professed pacifist. Unless you, there's a limit though. I, I will say that out loud. But I do not condone hurting anybody. I will defend myself, but I do not condone taking the first punch. 
I do not condone attacking first. But I'm not a punk, so don't, don't play yourself. This guy is playing with fire. He doesn't understand that he's got a, a swath of people that think he is the second coming. And they are going to test the waters and find out that the water's hot. It was 92, 93, um, living in, in Cary, and there was a KKK pr- protest in Hillsborough or Chapel Hill. I would not leave Cary. I live in the South. I don't, I don't rock with white people that are trying to like, you know, and play catch them all and find a black person and figure out that, you know, who they are. I mean, and we have a, we have Donald Trump that is stirring that, that, you know, stoking that fire for people that think like that. They're entitled to be racist. I, I mean, I don't know what's in their heart. I don't know what caused them to think that, you know, anybody that wasn't white wasn't okay. But you don't have the authority to, like, come at me or my family. And this guy doesn't get it. I watch a Fox News reporter incite a, a young black man and just agitate him until he eventually said, didn't you see the tweet? Like, that's, that's what got people in D.C. to be so upset was because of the pres. He doesn't understand that we may not rock with you, but we're paying attention to what you're doing and saying. I mean, for a guy that comes from, from New York, he is not very street smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... You know, I mean, I think you and I talked Sunday, right? Um, and it's been weird and really difficult and extremely stressful for me just watching what's going on to the point where it's, it's you know, it's almost like you get to, I don't know what to do, you know? Like, I'm not... I, I, I sat there for so long not knowing what was going to happen and how to properly respond. And it's gotten to the point now where there's only one clear response, you know, and that is that this is not okay and it cannot continue. And whatever it takes for things to change, it's, I mean, it's kind of now or never. Yeah, I'm because I'm not hopeful that um, it's. If I'm being honest, I'm not hopeful it's going to change. I mean, we've we've been watching this the same episodes play over and over again. Uh, I, I'm shocked that I'm actually agreeing with people I typically may not agree with on politics, because when you strip away all the politics, we're all saying the same thing. We're we're all there's no doubt in my mind that we're all saying the same thing. We may not agree on how we're going to get there, but we're all saying the same thing. I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that America has whitewashed its own racism and called it something else to just to be able to swallow it and accept the fact that we will not deal with the reality that if you're not white, you will you will be treated a different way in this country. We've we've accepted that. We so, and I'm not I am not indicting every white person. I'm saying as a whole, as a country, there is white America and everybody else. 
And until people decide that, actually, here's what I will say. If this trial goes wrong, if this police officer or this former police officer gets the minimum sentence, we are only seeing part one of this movie. I will guarantee, I will almost guarantee you that. So I assume that you saw that the private autopsy done showed that yep. it was asphyxiation and yep. placed, you know, the blame squarely at, which, I mean, let's be honest, not surprising, right? I mean, they we both, all, they both declare a homicide. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, and I, but, but the fact that the medical examiner's report comes out and says, well, it's the, the, you know, uh, he had fentanyl in his system. He had methamphetamines. He, yeah. Potential oh, oh. intoxicants, right? Wouldn't even like specify, but the, the potential, you know, existence of intoxicants in the system complicated things. Okay. What, what did either he had it or he didn't like, <laughs> but that's, that doesn't matter. Right. It, it, like Those are the it things still that doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. It's like, but it's still a homicide. And when, when we get distracted as a, as a country, when we get distracted by how people try to play the shell game with us, we lose focus on what should happen. I don't care. I, I literally don't care about those other facts. And they may, they very well may be facts. Don't really care. Help me understand why this guy had his neck crushed by somebody's knee. Help me understand how an officer of the law felt that was okay. You can't. I mean, not even just one, but four. You know, I mean, there were four yeah. officers there, and each and every one of them had the opportunity to do something to stop that. And, I mean, you know, the three that were on top of him, uh, and then the, the guy standing there, like, none of you are innocent in that. But the, the challenge we have is follow the bouncing ball. Yeah. Yeah. The symptom sucks. Yep. We all watch. We all, unfortunately, well, some of us in this country got to see the reality that others of this country are afraid of. At some level, I'm pretty confident, whether it's being pulled over by the police, whether it's discrimination at work, whether it's discrimination in the marketplace, whether it's uh wrongful accusations whether it's whatever it may be some of us were like yeah that happens and the other the rest of us got to be like oh crap that really does happen the symptoms suck the root cause is where the real work is and the it's hard to understand have you noticed that congress is silent Oh, yeah. I've seen more mayors. I've seen more governors. Again, our federal government is a joke. It is. I mean, they're not... I think we talked about this last time. Like, they're not connected to the people that they actually represent anymore. They are part of a club, an elite club, that sees themselves as different and better and above everybody else in this country and they are not interested in serving their constituents or anybody else, but themselves and whoever is willing to put the most money in their pockets. I, I want to be, well, let me back that. I saw a congresswoman, an older black woman that got pepper sprayed while protesting. And I want, so I, I don't want to. Yeah. I, I, I don't agree. Want like I'm not trying to, to say it's every single one of yeah. them, but it's, 
I will say as a whole, yeah. they're quiet. As a whole, the words that came out of Trump's mouth should have been a red flag. And I hope which ones? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> are there uh, any? Are there any that haven't been a red flag or shouldn't have been at this point? All right. So, tr- even the the thought he doesn't know the Constitution. He's trying to call American troops yeah. on American citizens. Yep. Dominate the streets. Yeah. I do. Come on, man. You'll look like jerks. Because that's if I'm if I'm a governor. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about looking like a jerk, not about, you know, am I am I breaking the law of the Constitution? I mean, which is literally what happened for him to make that photo op yesterday. It was a 100% peaceful protest. There was absolutely no reason for that level. I mean, the fact that that level of force is used against American citizens protesting peacefully is abhorrent and completely and unacceptable. Don't, and don't look at the 60s civil rights movements. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Don't look at the L.A. riots. Because this kind right, I, I mean, I, I, this you, is nothing compared to you, that. You know I love you, right? Yeah. I'm saying, like, that's mild compared to it is. having dogs attacking people. So what's weird is that they don't even care if it's – now we're attacking – they're – the white people are attacking their own. Yeah. And let me let me clean and it and up. And the journalists. I saw I saw black and Hispanic officers and soldiers that are probably I tried to put myself in their shoes. I probably just would have broke ranks on that. And so I don't I don't want to paint too broad of a stroke. Yeah. But I do want this is a referendum on the state of our political system. Because I'm, I'm sure there's some people that are just, they're doing their duty. Yep. You know, I hate, to, I hate to say it, they are just doing their job. Sure. And they, but, but I still, I mean, I think especially as a police officer, you know, like there's a, there's an inherent understanding of right and wrong. Oh yes, there should know? be. And I would hope that as a human being, when given a, a a direction right or an order that you understand is fundamentally wrong you know not that you're going to go well you know i don't know that i agree but i mean i no you you've got to be more your convictions have got to be more than your your circumstances sometimes yeah. you know i've 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 obviously got myself in a lot of trouble for speaking my mind because you will not make me change my personal beliefs if they if it's based on morality I don't need this job. And how many people out there, and seriously, I'm, I'm going to be honest, how many people out there really to say, I'm ride or die with my morality? And there are some things I will not do. And it's, it's just like, that's just not who I am. And if you want to make me question that, I'm good. Like I can find another job. Um, there, There's a lot of, these questions have been on the table for the country for a long time. I think where we are now is where we have to decide if we're going to answer them. Um, I I don't want to paint too broad of a stroke. I don't want to give white supremacists the, the luxury of 
acknowledging they're more than, you know, their organization. They don't have that much power in my mind. I do not want to give the far left, like extremists, in any more acknowledgement than what they deserve. Because at the end of the day, most people want, most reasonable people want to be with their family and want to do the right thing. I, I heard somebody talk about crime today on the news. And here, here's my answer to that. I don't believe that giving a fair opportunity, a reasonable person would choose crime over being able to support their family. So when I keep talking about the symptoms, you want to fix crime? Stop gentrifying neighborhoods. Stop displacing people. Stop moving good schools out of neighborhoods. Stop squelching the growth of small business. Stop. There's a lot of stops I can add there. Because I can almost guarantee you that a reasonable person, if they had the opportunity to take care of themselves and their family, would not commit crime. Period. So, when we look at the pro, it's yes. Again, the symptoms hurt. The symptoms are mind-numbingly like crippling to most people. That's why we have the the outrage and the reaction that we're seeing across the globe. I mean, but let's address the 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 root cause. Busting up police unions doesn't fix the problem. I mean, it's, even putting these three cops behind bars for however long they're supposed to be there doesn't right. fix the problem, right? It's funny how, like, you know, I, I've, you've heard me, you know, opioids were an issue when it started affecting the suburbs, yeah. right? It, is the same thing going to happen with, you know, right now police brutality? Because it's affecting the suburbs. Because now yeah. we're we're shooting celebrities' kids. We're arresting mayors' daughters. We're shooting we're, we're shooting journalists live on air. You know, I mean, yeah. This is this is what it it is ultimately going to take is you know enough white people. But even then, right? Like I think even then, what you're going to get from a number of people is well, that's what they get for being out there. Okay. You know. And, and you know, I, we. Are- you know, we do the, the reasonable people. Trump is placating to 30 to 33% of the country. And I'm not going to call them deplorable. I'm not going to say anything negative about them because they have their, their reasons for what they believe. And I respect that. But what does that say about the other 67% of us? Right? We're sitting on our hands doing nothing. Because <laughs> he didn't beat Hillary Clinton by a lot. So that means, and it's it's a probably a good, and I'm going to spitball the number, 30 to 33% of the country. I'll give him a third of the country believe in, in the rhetoric he's talking about. Well, I mean, mathematically speaking, that would mean that a third of the country is at least card-carrying Democrats, yeah. right? And then you got another third somewhere in the middle. So we know two sides are accounted for. What's everybody in the middle? What does everybody in the middle think about? And that's, that's the reality. 
you know, let him placate to his people. I don't want to, I will not even deny him that satisfaction. No. We already know a third of the country doesn't agree with him. And taking him away isn't going to change that. You know, like right. like removing his access or his, his ability to promote his, his craziness to them is not going to change their minds. Um, what what you do ultimately is I think, you know, it's been evident here lately is you show him for exactly what he is to everybody else, you know, I, to I, the people that voted for him four years ago that hated Hillary Clinton just a little bit more than they disliked Donald Trump or they had less reasons to hate Donald Trump at the time than they did right. Hillary Clinton. Right. And now They've got plenty of reasons to hate Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, we all have we all have bias, we all have prejudice. I mean, and I get that. You know, I have bias. You know, yes. I I'm openly okay with saying at a point in my life I was pretty much homophobic. I was well, not pretty much. I was homophobic, right? And I've learned over years that that's not right. <laughs> you know, it makes me very hypocritical to say certain things because of who I want to be, who I believe I am. So I get it. Yeah, you can have a bias. Yeah, you can have a prejudice. But you have to self-evaluate and figure out who you are. So, again, yo, I get it. He's got a third of the – let's, and I don't know the number. He's got a third of the country that's going to believe whatever he says. They're going to think my man can walk on water. That's dope. We can't change them. But everybody else, like, then we have a third of the country that, you know, inherently disagrees with everything he says. Yeah. That's great. The people in the middle, the reasonable people that haven't picked this, that shouldn't have to pick a side. They just have to pick on what's best for them. Yeah. We have to understand, we have to understand what, what they see, what they're dealing with. And hopefully, if they're a reasonable person, we can all conclude that what's happening in our country is wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm, at this point, I, I think short of, you know, a massive scale uh, attempt to suppress voters, um, I, I don't see how he could possibly get reelected. In yeah, the math, the math is not there. No. Um, the ma- if somebody can look at themselves in the mirror after all the things, and I've I've always said, let not let him keep speaking. It's the best thing he can do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because 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 you can't be reasonable. Like, yeah, that made sense. Like his whole six minute speech yesterday made no sense. No, I per- the, the man literally held a Bible like he's never held a book before. I think like he held it that way. It was burning his hand. Yeah, he didn't know what to do with it. And somebody asked, "Is that your Bible?" It's a Bible. It's a Bible. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Like, I should hope it's not the Necronomicon that you're holding <laughs> up there in front of the freaking Episcopalian church. Like, you know, and I, I'm with you in that. I love that the bishop came out and was like, no, he's literally never stepped foot in here before. Yeah. We've never seen him and had no idea that this was what he was doing. It's it's one of those things where, you know, it's trying to be rational trying to be you know step outside of the problem is complicated trying to understand that i am angry i hate what's happening i'm i've lost hope not losing i've lost hope that 
it's going to change in my lifetime. I want it to change for my children. But also looking for, okay, what's the way out? And the way out is not, you know, evil for evil. The way out is not getting yourself deeper and deeper into the problem. The way out is stepping back and understanding what's the next move. And if I'm being honest, yeah. You know, I hope Joe Biden, he was honest when he said, this will not get fixed in my first 100 days or more than likely my turn. Yeah. And I one hundred I'm glad he was honest about that because yes. re- realistically, <laughs> if he would have been like I got gonna... I've got the solve. I've got the magic bullet. It's locked and loaded, folks. All you gotta do is vote for old Joe. Yeah. You know, like that would have been nope. All right. Well, uh I thought there was no way Trump could win, but Joe <laughs> Biden literally just handed him the election. No, I mean you're absolutely right. Like it's it is it's sadly refreshing to hear that type of honesty from a politician, you know, like, uh, and especially one who's running for office right now, who's not holding office, but trying to get elected. Like usually those guys are full of shit. Then where, then again, where are the, where are the people that hold office? Yeah. I mean, where have they been? I hear crickets from Pelosi. I hear crickets from Schumer. I hear cricket. I didn't, well, I heard some from Cory Booker, but that was, he was asked to, yeah. But even then it was just a little bit, a little bit of passion and honesty and a little bit of happy speech. Sure. Heard something from Kamala Harris and it was like she was doing a job interview. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's the I little PR care. tweet, yeah. you know, like that's what it is. About, I don't care. You don't have to tell me about Donald Trump anymore. <laughs> Nobody should tell me about Donald Trump. These are people sitting in office. I don't want to hear about Donald Trump. I want to see, I want to hear about the legislation you're trying to get passed that solves the problem. Why have we, has America not gone to civics class? The president is civics. The the president is the leader of his party and has some power just to write executive orders and some power just every now and then do a veto. He does nothing else. That's it. And we keep getting, yo, but I don't know. kowtows to him like he's, like he's God, you know what I mean? Like he's, like he is the, the end all be all of the American government. And I don't, I mean, like, it's like none of them went to civics class, you know? I mean, I know Donald Trump didn't, but because that <laughs> guy clearly has no idea how this country actually works. But that's, that's the problem also, right? Is that. You have somebody who's in office that doesn't understand how this works or doesn't care. And so he's just doing whatever he wants. And nobody seems to be telling him, hey, that's not how this works. I mean, where are the checks and balances? There, I don't know, bro. But I, I'm telling you, like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I, if I'm being honest, yeah, report the news on do, but I don't want to hear about them. Right. There's nothing new. I mean, this is all the same old crap. You know? He's racist. He's a misogynist. He's xenophobic. I mean, he's not very intelligent. Like, he's he really isn't. No. He's a crappy business person. Yeah, he may have some paper, but a lot of that ill gains. You know, it's really easy to get a lot of paper when you start with a million dollars. Yeah. And I actually here was more than that. Yeah. Well, of course it was. I mean, that's that's what that's what we know about. <laughs> I mean, the I mean, fact that the guy won't release his tax returns four years in. I, 
don't care about it. You no, know. I know, but it's just an example, right? Like it's it's not it's not about the tax returns themselves, but it's simply an example of the fact that he's obviously, I mean, he's a slime bag. Like that's what he yeah. is. I get it. I don't it. even know if slime bag is really a term. I feel like I made I, that up. I don't need it. Probably is. I don't douchebag and slime balls slapped together. I don't need anybody tell me any more about Donald Trump. I know who dude is. Yeah. You're not you're not making you're not gonna change my opinion of the guy. I want to know what you're gonna do next. And then the media needs to stop giving homie so much attention. Yeah. Well, and that's I think I've was I have been pleased with the change in rhetoric from Joe Biden over the last like month or so because I've see I feel like you've gotten more of that, right? It's not so much about what a terrible person and politician and president Donald Trump has been and would continue to be, but more about like this is why you should elect me. Not not right. this is why you should vote out. And then what's funny is that I got on Facebook uh an ad that was like, tell us your thoughts on, you know, these key things. And it was all about, you know, how can we convince people to to vote out Donald Trump, right? right. And they had the other with the little description box at the bottom. And on every single one of them where it was appropriate, I checked other and I said, don't talk about Donald. Tell me what it is that you're going to do to make this country better. Don't tell people why they shouldn't vote for Donald. Tell people why they should vote for you. And that's 100% what we've been seeing more of from him lately. And that's what we should be seeing from every single politician when they're running. It shouldn't be about the the negative flaws or characteristics of your opponent. It should be, look, this is why I'm the right person for the job. Right. It's not I'm the lesser of two evils. If it were I mean that if that's where we've gotten, which in some cases that's it very much is <laughs> like that then that's that's a whole nother problem. You know, like if you can't convince people that you're a decent option, then not even a decent. You've got to be the right option. You're going to be the right option for that voter. Because yeah. I, I, I mean, if the media could get off that. If the media can look back and, and if they can even right now during the protest pull back and, and go to, you know, stop letting the camera follow the 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 negative. Stop it. Like we get it. We uh, we understand. Yeah. And the the news reports are going to trail behind the fact of the of the fringe groups that are trying to kidnap this movement for a noble thing. Yeah. Stop giving them the, don't give them the coverage. I know it's news, but don't give them five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, or all day coverage, right? Don't I mean, give, yeah, don't give, don't give me a visual. Like give me like a, a, a an anchor reporting it. Don't give them any love. But it's and again, right? Like it's it's part of it is just the way that we consume content these days, right? It's all about the viral clips, and it's all because ultimately, what whatever your news organization may be, you got to pay the bills, and the way that you pay the bills is by selling advertising and by drawing viewers, and it's as important, if not more so, to draw online viewers these days than it is to draw television viewers, and so. It's like, man, if I can throw a clip up on YouTube of some protesters getting beat up by some cops, 
that's going to get, you know, shared a billion times. And now I've just made a whole bunch of money in advertising dollars. It doesn't matter whether or not that's ultimately what's good for society. Like that's the whole thing is it's become so selfishly and inwardly focused in that regard where it's all about the clicks and it's all about the plays and it's not about like actually helping each other. You know, news is not about reporting what needs to be told. It's about like capturing people's attention for as long as humanly possible, you know? And that's, and that's sad. That's, you know, um, it makes me long for the days of, you know, printed newspaper. It makes me long in the days of, of a local paper then, because then you knew that you could probably read through the bias and how do, you know, not saying that I'm going to go and start a newspaper, but we, the people need to decide what that looks like. You know, we, the people need to, if MSNBC or Fox news or CNN, or even our local networks are not reporting the news, say something. Not because it's not to your best interest. It is. It's to your best interest to say something to them because we want to, we should be aware of what's happening in places that we can't get to. That it, I thought that was the mission of the press. But this is a referendum against the media. The media is failing us right now. They are starting to go towards a slippery slope. And we're losing the honesty, the passion of people that really want to report the news. And I hope, I hope that they can figure that out. And you're right. I, I know they got to pay the bills. I mean, we're paying the bills, right? So I know it can be done, even on a small scale. So that's not even a good excuse for me. (laughs) No, no, I mean, you're you're right. Um, I guess not, yeah, not to say it as an excuse, but that that is, that is usually, I think, the way that it's perceived, right? It's like, well, I've got to make money somehow. And so, um, you know, I don't, and especially with like, you look at like print news now, right? I mean, how many of those local newspapers got bought up by huge conglomerates? I mean, even like the News and Observer, probably 50% of the articles in there are AP articles. Right. You know, and they have a, a very small handful of local staff members. And, and that tells me something about the American um, desire to be American. Stuff like that shouldn't stop us. You know, our, our inability to... Uh, Roll with the punches has been replaced with excuses. Our paper got bought out. How much it costs to run a website? Not very much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was that was a big part of it. Was that print news was so slow to react to, you know, the dot com era. Um, oh, no, I, and by the time they got around to it, it was too late. You know, it was like yeah, but. Those journalists that are getting laid off and, you know, and, you know, uh, job, Steve Jobs' uh, wife, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the publication she owns. She just laid off like a. Yeah, I saw that they, a bunch of people. Yeah. And this is a, a month or two ago. It's like, you know what? You still have those skills. Yeah. You still can be a journalist. You may have to have a smaller reach for it right now. Then you can grow it. What was the name of that? Uh, that. I think it was the athletic or whatever I, I yeah. subscription to mm-hmm. that whole place is former ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they had that massive layoff that they went through and the athletic was like oh thank you thank you very much i'll snap up a few of those that i really like and um yeah i mean i've been i've been tempted a few times to look at like a subscription to the athletic because they often are writing about things from a perspective that seems interesting you know it's different from what I'm reading everywhere else. Um, I just read an article. Microsoft is laying off a, a handful of journalists and replacing them with AI. That's actually happening like right now as we speak. I mean, so, you know, there was talk um, at the place we used to work about having leveraging AI services in order to basically generate articles. And yeah. the Associated Press actually does that. Um, with a lot of their like uh, sports recap articles where they'll input the information from like the box score and whatever else they have. And the AI will put and formulate the article. And if you read them, it actually makes sense because the way that the articles are structured, like it, it tells you information in the wrong order sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, or it's like, it'll start talking about stuff in the first half at the very end of the article. And I'm like, wait a second. I thought we already talked about what happened at the end of the game. Why are we talking about the first half here? Stupid computer <laughs> <laughs> writings for humans. And we've got, a, I mean, we've got, we have opportunities to, um, we have opportunities to fix some of this stuff. We don't. We don't need to. I don't need to wait on big business to, to do this stuff. Um, there are opportunities, and journalists, please do your job. You know, like we can restore the, the spirit of, of journalism in this country. I, I think it's high time that we did that. Also, people protesting right now. I hear you, dude. I, I go through the same stuff, but we got to fall on the bouncing ball. Like there are three things that we literally have to do. And I've heard, I agree with it. I've heard it from several people that I may not agree with on the politics. We've got to vote and hold these people responsible for doing what we put them in, what we hired them for. Cause they're not working for free. Yeah. I mean, I, there's not a single U S Senator or representative. I think at this point that if they're up for election should, should still be in office. Right. I mean, like, just based on the silence alone, right? Mm-hmm. On top of everything else that's been going on. Um, and I think, yeah. you know, one thing that I really wish we saw more of was a push for change in, or at least, like, I guess the option to vote in a different candidate, you know, for than the incumbent. Because <laughs> often it seems like, it's just kind of determined. I mean, and I know that there, because that there is a primary that occurs for those and everything, but it just seems like so often, be, you know, because the incumbent is most likely to retain their seat. Um, and it's like, well, I mess with success. Well, because success looks different to different people. And right now, your, right. your definition of success sucks. <laughs> yeah. You missed the boat on that one. Another thing we need to do is we start. We need a boycott. I think that's part of the reason why all of these companies put out these press releases. We stand with uh, diversity, and yep. you know, no, no, you don't. No, I mean I you're think- literally just you're doing one of two things. You are courting favor um, and just hoping you know that people will be like, oh man, you know, Subway really does think Black Lives Matter. That's cool. I'm going to go get a foot long. Um, yeah. You know, or you're being preemptive and hoping that people aren't like, wow, I never heard anything from Subway. And ultimately it's like, why do we need our corporations to 
tell us these things honestly, anyways, right? I'll tell, I'll tell you why. Because back in the day in the civil rights movement, they boycotted. Like, and I think there are enough old heads working in these companies that remember that. Sure. But and, I guess like, I, I cause it seems like, no, Chris, I mean, it's not, well, it's no, not but a, what I'm, what I'm asking is, is that, I don't know. It just seems like there's this push to do that kind of stuff when it's not like, is there that much backlash from people currently? Right. Do you yeah, think that that still exists? I was about to say it's a tool that we no longer use. Okay. Right. Because we don't vote with our wallet like we used to. Right. Because we'll it's sit cool- there and, and rail on social media about, you know, Jeff Bezos and what he's doing at Amazon as we're checking the status of our prime delivery that right. was supposed to be here an hour ago. I can almost guarantee you that's one reason why they did that. I think Nike years ago hedged their bets on Colin Kaepernick. If they did not do something to get involved, and I don't I don't know this for a fact, but my spidey sense is telling me if Nike didn't do if Nike would have dropped him too, man. Can you imagine what would have happened? Because that would have been ugly for Nike. Nike. I mean, you think people were burning Nikes when they signed Colin Kaepernick? (laughs) Yo. No, you're right, though. I mean, that was a major, major uh, hedge of the bets there, for sure. For the people that bought those shoes and sold them, Nike still got paid. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. That's right. I mean, and the 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 hedge bet for them has paid dividends. Yeah, because I just heard uh, another athlete say what Colin Kaepernick did was prophetic, and and the timing he did it in. Yeah, and, and all the people that disagree with Colin Kaepernick, you're entitled to that. But I still just don't see how ultimately, like my my parents served during Vietnam, and. They serve for people to have that that option. I mean, and, and, and from the the people that I talked to that had served, you know, almost every single one of them felt the same way. Where it's like, look, I, it may not even be that I agree with what you know he's saying, but damn it, like that's his right. There's absolutely no reason he shouldn't be allowed to do that. Right. And if you want to go up to him after the game and stick a camera and a microphone in his face and ask him why he's doing that, then that's on you. I mean, like, <laughs> that's not him. You know, he's not he's not sitting there with a, you know, a shirt on doing that stuff. Right. Or like holding a sign over his head to draw attention. He's taking a knee. There, There is, you know, Nike has your bets and people's. And we're all, as Americans, we want to respect people's opinions, whether we agree with them or not. I wore a Kaepernick shirt to work. I wore a Malcolm X shirt to work. I wore Martin Luther King shirts to work. I wore Black Panther shirts to work. And guess what? I dare them to fire me for that. You... You go ahead and fire me for wearing my Huey shirt right now. I dare you. We we want your whole self at work. <laughs> We're a diverse company. We we want diverse ideas. Well, my diverse idea is that as a black man in this country, I am treated less than. 
you know, I, as a black man at that company, I was treated less than. And I, I, part of me like wants to say the names of the companies that they will never get my dollar again. Yeah, I mean, the truth is, it probably wouldn't be that hard for most people to figure it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like there I mean, are two com- there are two companies. And this is why I know corporate America, even the private sector in America, are just as racist as the police. And that's why I will, I will caution everybody. Yo, the symptoms aren't the root cause. Black lives, not just on a policing level, but if I'm being honest, it's not, and this is not, well, I don't, I'm not going to give a disclaimer. Black lives don't matter in this country. And you know, I, I won't I won't put the companies on blast. Maybe we'll talk about it over a cigar. <laughs> but I I I have to remain hopeful that the people leading those companies will change. I have to remain hopeful that right now that they're not ignoring what's happening. And hopefully they can look at their actions in the past and say, Have I ever been a part of the problem? And they remember this light skinned guy. That's, I mean, that's, I don't speak for every black person in America. I know we have shared experiences, but that's how I look at this. And I just, I hope people remember the long game and, and not if, you know, if we get so focused on the symptoms and I, I'm not denying the anger and the hurt because I feel the hurt. I feel the anger. I'm saying we got to fix the root cause and you know, <laughs> yeah, the train agrees with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, of course, you can hear that, which means it's totally going to come through on the damn. This is what we get for for postponing our our recording to a slightly later time than we normally do. We're off by like half an hour, and already it's like oh, it's five twenty. Yeah, so I have lived in the same house for oh, it'll be seventeen years in August, which is freaking ridiculous. Um, but the train is maybe a mile two miles the train station uh is maybe a mile two miles and yeah and so it's just like every single day every night like and i don't know what it is but in the summer it's way worse i don't know if it's the humidity makes the sound travel farther which makes no sense it should not travel as far i yeah i don't know i haven't been able to figure that one out i would think like in like the leaves, there's more leaves on the trees, so those should act as like more sound. But buffer, no. yeah. But no, yeah, it's like clockwork in that town. <laughs> I'd say that train really derailed us. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, you know my sister told me a pun the other day? What was it? I don't remember. You don't remember, but you were um, upset, and you then you thought of me. <laughs> I. I gave her no reaction at all. And she goes, she explained the pun to me. And I said, no, I got it, babe. I, I, I totally, I totally know what you said. I totally know where you're going, <laughs> but I'm not sure if you listen to our podcast, but I do not give anybody the pleasure 
of laughing at their puns. Okay, but this is also the guy who said he was upset with me because episode 16 didn't have one of my stupid jokes at the end of it, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you listen to episode 17, then you heard that I, I brought the jokes back. Yeah, I appreciate that. So it's funny, uh, just a quick note on that, like... I that I think it was the third episode when I put the joke in the first time, right? Um, and it was just because I had this stupid joke pop into my head while we were recording the podcast. I'm like, I jotted it down, and then when I was editing, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I did it like I'm in this stand up, you know, club and I'm gonna tell this really awful joke, but then everybody thinks it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's like Andre will, I will not gonna tell him about it beforehand, but I know he'll get to the end and he'll just be like, seriously. So he he did. I I knew I shouldn't have let him fucking edit these episodes. <laughs> um, but then like I didn't do it on the next one. I don't even remember why. Like I didn't have a joke or something to add. And so then like Christy said something. And she was like, "Hey, where was my stupid joke at the end?" And I'm like, "All right. Well, I guess I've set the expectation. Now I have to actually follow through almost every time." <laughs> so I've been trying to be better about it. But when I got behind on episodes, I was like. All right, no, I, I'm not going to wait until tomorrow to record the joke, edit it all together, and add it in. I'm just going to go ahead and publish this episode so Andre will <laughs> not hate me for another 12 hours. <laughs> Chris, no matter what, you always have to be consistent, man. You, you can't, I've always said, don't start something and then not do it again. Yep. Um, guys, we, we are, <laughs> it's good to be able to find, like, uh, something to bring you out of this. And, you know, we've talked about episode, starting with episode five, five, we started talking about race in America. Um, we talk about it even when we're not recording it. And I'm not embarrassed to talk about race. I'm not, you know, I'm not shy to talk about religion. I, these things are, you know, they're part of who I am. And I, I've got to be me, right? Um, we disagree on things, or or so, or we or we may see things a different way. But if we're not okay to have these conversations, you'll never get anywhere. Like I won't grow as a person. Chris won't grow as a person. Whoever's listening to us won't grow as a person. And in episode, the, the pre, what I don't know what episode the last week we we touched on this. And we couldn't even, like I told Chris, I can't even talk about this. Yeah. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to process it. And that uh, was our, before so much additional information had even come out, you know? Right. I mean, that's, things were still very early on at that point. And, you know, I, I think I came into that episode expecting you to want to, you know, talk about it. Um, cause I think just the week before we had talked a lot about the Ahmad uh, Arbery case and, right. Um, and so when we first got on and you were just like, yeah, I, I'm not, you know, and I certainly wasn't going to be like, well, tough noogies. Cause we've got a podcast audience of 12 that we need. To. <laughs> yeah. We, we're not that important. We're, we're yeah. friends that have conversations exactly. and we respect where we are. Um, and I'll, and I'll, the reason for that was something was different. Like, like, I, I don't know for me, I don't know what it was. Um, even the fact that I've, I've been in similar situations, I don't know if that was what was so different about it, but something about this 
this case is fundamentally different. I've seen videos before. I've actually experienced this stuff. So I can even take it above and beyond the, I saw it secondhand. Something about this was just different. And I, my brain, my, my, my heart, my spirit couldn't wrap my hands, couldn't wrap my arms around it. I have spent time crying because watching and feeling the hurt expressing to, you know, people I care about where I just can't, I don't get it. Talking to my, you know, my kids. And if you're not talking, you know, we have to talk to our kids about these things when they happen because it's, it's information that, will more than likely protect them. Um, hurts. So there's something different about this. And I, and I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that it is so, uh, it's really global. Every state in the United States has had protests. Countries around the world have had protests standing in front of the United States embassy, protesting against what we're doing here. We have, as a country, have lost the high moral ground. We lost it. We have China ridiculing us. We have North Korea ridiculing us. We have Iran ridiculing us. But I'll tell you what, and if you look past all the rhetoric, they get it. They see the hypocrisy in our country. And I'm not pro-Iran politically. I'm not pro-North Korea politically. I'm not pro-China uh, politically. <laughs> but they see our hypocrisy. The greatest country in the world murders its citizens with impunity. Not so much. That's our reality right now. And we have to vote. We have to figure out a way to boycott or vote with our dollars. And we got to be honest about what's hurting us. If I was to say what three things that we need to do as a country, vote and not just vote on politics. Figure out, do your homework on what this person stands for. And you make sure that you hold them responsible because the only person that can hold somebody accountable is themselves. And we see that with Donald Trump right now. He will not hold himself accountable. So all we can do is hold them responsible for being a failure. And if you don't agree with the, that he's failed, tell me what he's done well. And don't tell me a tax credit because if I'm being honest, and if I were to take the time to do the math, and if you call me out on this, I will. All the gains that he brought into the into his administration were already set in motion. Mm -hmm. So the tax credits, all they did was open up more additional funds for these companies to thrive. But you tell me what he's done. Don't tell me lower unemployment for black people. He hasn't hired a damn person. He doesn't even run a successful company. That's the CEO or the president or the owner of said businesses 
that have a, a market that's growing, not because of Donald Trump, that have a hiring need. So if you can tell me what he's done well, I would love to see it. Outside of an executive order, you show me one piece of legislation that he has rallied both sides of the aisle to bring forth into law into this country or to make it things better for everybody in this country. I'll hear you. And that may be the one thing where I'm like, okay, maybe he deserves to get a little bit of respect for that. Other than that, not so much. We need to boycott. Don't believe the hype on these press releases. How is, how is Google or Amazon, they're going to talk about they value black lives. Don't forget, not even a month ago, not even two months ago, a young man in, stat, or in their, their New York facility was fired because he wanted PPE for his co-workers. And yeah, he may have kept coming back after suspension, but they didn't fix the problem. So separate the two. <laughs> yeah. You have executives at Amazon trying to, in writing, in their own words, wanting to change the narrative. So I don't believe it. Like, don't tell me, show me the actions, right? Yep. I mean, I say that to my daughter all the time. You know, actions speak a whole lot louder than words. And yep. you can say everything you want. But I'm going to believe what I see you do way more. Yep. And the third and final thing I would say that we need to do as a country, we have to learn how to be honest. Let's stop calling white privilege white privilege. Call it what it is. It's racism. If you can't, it doesn't mean I don't love people. It doesn't mean I don't like you. It's just I'm going to be honest with you. And if we can do those three things, we can fix it. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but at least we can take the steps to fix it. So that's one black man's point of view to whatever circle I have. This hurts. I'm angry. I've experienced it. I've seen it. You know, and I want to shout out to the BSI team, the podcast. We stand with Ike too. Black lives do matter. Um, one thing we'll probably do, and, and I'm probably putting the cart before the horse, and Chris is probably going to kill Well, he won't kill me. I'm not going to kill you. We're going to start listening to other people's podcasts. We're going to start, you know, making sure we shout them out, that we give them, we show, who cares what we think, but we, it, we I'm not going to be dependent on social media to build a platform. Yep. Yeah, you will most likely see the Chris and Andre show. Um come down off of the social media platforms that we just recently got set up um, in our quest to, I guess, to some degree, illustrate that it's completely possible for us to live a social media free life and we can all take things into our own hands and build our own platforms to be able to share our information and that we are not beholden to these technology giants and you don't have to sell all of your personal information in order to have, you know, the ability to share information with other people. Right. And I, I think that's important. I mean, we're, we are, 
we are, there's a bunch of smart people. I used to say at the company I used to work at, it's funny how there can be all these smart people, but they, they do the dumbest things. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I, yeah, I would consistent when, when I would talk to people that were either interviewing or had just gotten hired and they'd say, well, you know, what do you like about working here? And for the longest time, it was that, you know, I get the chance to work with some of the smartest and best people that I've ever met. Um, sadly, that was not really the case towards the end. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's just one of those things where you've, you've got to find the opportunity to be better than what is easy, you know, and social media is easy and marketing on social media is easy, you know, like someone's already done the work for you. So you, you want to hear something really weird about that? Like, think about the, like the whole influencer thing. They're still selling you. Yep. They may not be, they may, may not be pitching you a product, but they're selling you on, a, on an idea. Yeah. Which ultimately is pitching a product. <laughs> Right, you know, you a number people. of products. Yeah, these, these blue verified checks that people are like, you know, even good people. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not trying to call anybody out. It's just like, yo, don't you see they're selling you an idea? Like, they are figuring out a way to get you attached to their philosophy that may you may not be ride or die with, and then they got you hooked. And it's just like. You're getting got right now. And then, then have you noticed that people are drinking a lot of tequila? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, it is those celebrities, no offense, they're selling you. Yeah. And that's all it is. You know, I mean, it's no different than them doing a commercial, except that this is pitched in a format that makes you think that this is really something that they believe in. That's sad. That I mean, that makes me question even the. And since I don't know these people personally, I'm not going to like, you know, say anything negative. But it's all it's a gimmick, yo. <laughs> it's it's like you're getting hustled, like every minute. And I I hope people like, yo, people keep saying be woke. Forget be woke. Pay attention, yo. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Haven't you ever seen, like, have you never played three-card Monty or at least seen it? Fine Don't lady. you know you never win? Yeah. I mean, the house always wins, right? Yeah. It's like, yo, I mean, you're getting sold and you're you're not even aware of it. And I, I stopped rocking with Facebook a while ago. Thank goodness. Yeah. I was, I wasn't blind to the fact that Facebook owns Instagram. Yep. But it's like, yeah, I just don't, I don't care. I'm not taking pictures of my food. I'm not trying to take a picture of my shirt off. You know, I'm not trying to take pictures of my kids and put them out there like that. I'm not doing that. I can call my mom. You know, I can call my cousins. And that's, that's what I want you guys. I mean, that's what I hope. That's what I want for me. And I'm not trying to get, you know, I'm not trying to get got like that. That's, I just think that's, that's dirty. And for them to, to, to pimp these services out on the auspice of, you know, unity. <laughs> when, and it does anything but, you know. 
and when their goal is really anything but. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of like just a super quick overview of like what happens with a cookie, right? The minute you log into a site, everything you do at that location, plus a little bit lot longer, is tracked. When you take a native application, you can... I hate to say it, actually inject cookies into the rest of, and follow what the person's doing on, the, on their device. I'm not saying everybody does it, but I, I can. But I can't. <laughs> I mean, All it, the, it was part of the whole like Cambridge Analytica thing was that they were accessing not only like people's profile information and the stuff that was in theirs, but then going in and scraping their friends' information as well and it was all through the the guise of these personality tests that were being conducted by actual like legitimate professors right (laughs) so america you know please try to stop being racist um just do your best come on yeah just try yeah (laughs) try harder um and i think those three things will help vote for the right person Let's start boycotting. Don't don't believe the hype on, on these press releases. Show me. Show me that's what you're doing. Show me how, right? Yep. Um, and, and thirdly, I mean, let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. Let's, let's stop. You know, I, I, I'm saddened when I hear white people talk about white privilege. Like, I, I it means you guys sip the Kool-Aid, <laughs> you know, like, yep. You guys got suckered into that. Big time. And all that is is just like minimizing what it really is. If we can get people to accept racism, then we don't have to change. We can get people to acknowledge their quote unquote white privilege, then that's now socially un- that's socially acceptable. Yeah. It becomes a joke and a hashtag. Right. It, which it has been. Yeah. So now we don't have to do anything about it. Because we joke about it, that means it's not real. It, yeah. does, it doesn't have the same impact, impact that it used to. So now right. it's not a thing that we need to worry about. I'm going to wrap it up with a couple of things because I want you, I mean, I, the woke thing is one thing, but my wife and I were watching uh, the news last night and a, another professor said Latinx. And my wife was like, I hate that word. It came up in that, that word came into our society not from Hispanics. It came because white people felt like the word was too gender identifying. Latino. Latina. Yeah. First of all, those are the words of their vocabulary. <laughs> now we're trying to read if we as Americans and especially as the academic world try to redefine a culture for our own like comfort. That's wrong. And my wife is, she hates that word. Like, she's like, no, first of all, I'm Peruvian. <laughs> Second of all, I'm a. <laughs> no, Let's but I think, it. I mean, you're right. Like, it's, you know, I think, I, was it, we were talking on the phone the other day. It's like, you know, the term people of color. You know, it's yes. not, it's, it, what it, what it inherently does, it's, it's, it's used under the guise of not wanting to offend, but what it's really doing is stripping away any identity of those people and saying, well, you all over there. 
Yeah. And we, we can group you up in one term. Yep. People of color. Yo, first of all, I'm black. Yeah. Right? I, I'm going to, you know, I used to feel bad about saying white people. And I don't feel so bad anymore. Why white I people really don't. don't feel bad about saying white people? No, I don't. <laughs> like, because, well, in my defense, <laughs> in, my, in my defense, I have kids that are half white. I have kids that are Hispanic and half Hispanic. And I have a niece that's half Korean. I mean, I, I have a hard time trying to be racist without offending somebody. Right? Like, I, I don't want to be racist. So I was like, I want to respect my kid's mother. Yeah. I want to respect my sisters. I want to respect my brothers. I'm never, if somebody offended my kids, eh, it's a problem. You know, so I don't want to, I don't want to group all white people into it. I mean, how do I group white people into a negative thing and not remember my kids? Yeah. I can't do that. How can I say something about Hispanics and forget my wife and my daughter and my sons? I can't do that. You know? So how can I say something about an Asian and not offend my niece? I can't do that. So I want to make sure that I give people the respect. I want people, I want to respect people's culture. Like I want them to respect my culture. And when we use the term people of color, yo, just being lazy, man. Like we don't, it's again, it's that honesty thing. And that was actually my third point. Stop saying people of color. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I mean, stop it. I mean, call it what it is. Cops kill black people and Hispanics, right? Yeah. Don't say people of color. We know who we are. (laughs) Call it for what it is so you can actually start to stop and think about what you're saying and doing. And so for me, let's stop messing with the language, man. Because that's that's hurtful. I mean, that's really hurtful. So we we can fix it over time. We can take the right steps sooner than later, but we can't forget that we have to address the root cause and not just the symptoms. And I am afraid that if this case goes by with a minimum sentence, if we don't take advantage of the fact that the president gave us a gift of attaching the FBI and the DOJ to this case, and there's no federal charges sticking to it, this is only part one of a really bad movie. Yeah. So thank you to all the people that listen to the Chris and Andres show. You know, shout out again to our, our, our friends at the BSI, the podcast team. Yeah, we stand with Ike too. Um, we're going to, like we always say, we're going to keep doing this. We have fun doing it. Uh, we are proof that you can actually share content without it costing an arm and a leg. Um, and we're going to test just how far you can get without social media. <laughs> <laughs> if you see us pop back up on Facebook and stuff in like a month, then you'll know that our, our listens dropped way off. No, I'm or, just or, we may, <laughs> or we may come to the conclusion because it is a reality. It's just a way to send like a group message. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, I think from a, from a show perspective, that's certainly where you and I have been, you know, more at. Um, and, and yeah, I think, Thank you. You know, we sincerely do appreciate um, the people that tune in and listen. And 
Um, you guys, I think, motivate us to continue to do this um, as much as we'd probably have some intrinsic motivation ourselves. Uh, this is part of what I think keeps both of us sane, uh, or at least as sane as you can be uh, in times like this. So, um, yeah, thank you, and um, you know, please continue to listen. And as always, if there's anything else that you'd like us to talk to talk about or cover. Um, you know, shoot us an email, uh, or hit us up, uh, in the comment section, uh, in one of our articles, or we've got a form on the website where you can send us some feedback too. So, um, be sure to visit us at chrisandandreshow.com and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back, you know, next week talking about more interesting topics that people want to listen to. Yeah. So once again, thank you very much for listening to the Chris and Andre show. I'm Andre and I'm Chris and we'll talk to you soon.